Live from Boca Raton, welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Chizik Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Rivi, the 25th day of the month of Sivan. Thank you to all of our incredible generous sponsors for their continued support to sponsor upcoming programs. Please visit OU.org forward slash call. We greatly appreciate all of your support. Please note the deadline to submit a dedication for tomorrow's program is this evening at 5 p.m. Eastern. On behalf of the OU, it is my distinct honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Benyamin Slavater of Congregation Beth Knesset HaChadash in Rochester, New York, this year at the which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Slavater slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Tarashat, Chav Gimel, Kuf, Chavalat, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. It'll be followed by the Mishaber Achacholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of the individuals for whom we are dominating for. And we will conclude with the recitation of Achino. Bechavod, with great honor, Rabbi Slavater. Good afternoon, everyone. It is an absolute pleasure and honor, as always, to join this call. I want to thank the OU and Reb Naftali for your continued acharayas and dedication to this cause. It's been a while since I was last on. I think last time Reb Naftali invited me to warm Boca during the cold Rochester winter, and I in turn invite him to the Gan Eden of upstate New York in the summer, not jealous of Boca in your summer. Having said I'll that, be there tonight. I'll, I'll be there later tonight. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I have been thinking for quite some time about the Divri Torah I'd like to share, and I tried to fulfill the rabbinic mitzvah talking about this week's Parsha on the week, Parsha Shlach, but nothing I could find inspired me more than a thought that has dominated my, my mind for the last two weeks. It's a beautiful medrash, standalone, as they say. And I'd like to share it with you. Because the Medrash addresses a problem that we've heard probably for many years, Parsha's Baloscha, where Aaron Akoin lights the menorah at the very beginning of the Parsha, and Chazal are bothered why the Parsha right before describes the gift offerings of the Nisim, what's the connection between the gift offerings of the Nisim, the princes, and the lighting of the menorah by Aaron Akoin. Typical question Chazal asks. Rashi there addresses that Arun Cohen was dismayed when he saw the gift offerings of these great men. And he said, why was I not included? Perhaps it's because I sinned by enabling the sin of the golden calf, the eagle Hazahav, and perhaps Hashem. Perhaps God is saying, you are not welcome here. And he was dismayed. He was dejected. Chalsha Daito. Hashem turns to Aaron and he says, you're wrong. You're loved here. I'm going to give you a gift that is greater than the gift offerings of the Nisim. That is why Aaron's lighting of the menorah was placed at the beginning of Parsha's Baalusha, because the lighting of the menorah is greater. The problem is, as nice as that sounds, all of the Rishonim are bothered that it doesn't seem to make sense because Aaron was bringing korbanos and sacrifices throughout that period of time. The princess happened to be bringing gift offerings, but Aaron was quite busy. And clearly, 
Hashem considered him a worthy conduit to bring the korbanos. So what does it mean that he was dismayed? And, and how was it that the lighting of the menorah somehow was sufficient? Because the lighting of the menorah was not a gift. It was an obligation. So if Aaron was bothered, I'm not enabled to give a gift offering. The menorah certainly wasn't a gift offering. There are many answers to this question. The Ramban has a famous answer, but I don't want to focus on that answer today. It's a, a medrash I found that is absolutely beautiful and so inspiring for all of us, I really believe. Because the medrash, in a different place, answers this question by sharing a parable of two boyhood friends grew up in poverty, and one of those boyhood friends becomes a soldier in the army, ascends to a command of being the general and eventually the king of the country. Surrounded by hangers-on and his entourage, he grows lonely and sad without his boyhood friend. And he reaches out to his friend and says, I just want to spend time with somebody who knew me when I was just a kid. Can I come over for a meal? And his friend says, of course, anytime. I'll prepare a meal for you. Come, come whenever. And the king says, I'll come at a certain time. And his friend prepares a very simple and modest meal, but it looked fit for a king from the perspective of this boyhood friend, still dwelling in poverty. Cleans up his hovel of a home and puts out his basic dishes, simple food. And he hears the trumpets blowing and the rumbling of all the entourage coming with presumably the soldiers and guards and servants and chefs and all of the things that a king, all the things that a king brings. And right before the king comes in the home, this poor man looks around at his home and he says, I'm ashamed. He's going to come in here. He's not going to be used to what I have to offer. And he takes away all the food and hides it and takes away all the things that he had prepared and puts it away in preparation for the king. And his friend walks into the home and he says, you didn't remember that I was coming? You didn't prepare anything for me? So upsetting. And the poor friend says, no, I, I did. But when you came, I was so ashamed that I had nothing to offer you. Nothing appropriate of a king. And I figured you'll come in, you'll bring your gold plates and cups, and you'll, you'll cook your food and we'll eat here. And the king looks at his friend and he says, you don't get it. I don't care about the gold. I don't care about the fancy food. I didn't come here because you have fancier food than I do. I care about you. I just want you. I just want a relationship with you. Nothing else matters. Says the Medrash. Aaron looked at all the oxen and bulls and, and cows and sheep and lambs that were being brought and fancy incense and wine. And Aaron said, I want that. That's what you're that's what you're being offered. I want a piece of that. And Hashem said, that's wrong. I don't care about any of that. I care about you. What you have to offer is greater than what they have to offer. I don't care that you made a mistake by the Egel Azov anymore. You and I are close. And I'll prove it to you. Because I'm going to make you give something that is so simple. It's just a little bit of oil. You light that oil, and in the darkness, you will shine forth. In life, we walk around and we question if I have anything to offer anyone. How is it possible that Hashem would listen to my feelings in my times of need? The answer is, 
Every single person on this call, every single person listening to this Torah needs to understand that there is something special within you that Hashem is just waiting. Just, just talk to me. Just say, thank you, Hashem. Just say, I need some help with this. Give me chizuk. And Hashem is listening and he's waiting for just little old me and you to reach out to him. Beautiful medrash. Ah, that's all I need to hear. So beautiful. We will now recite a number of Kapitlach Tehillim, Perak Chaf, chapter 20, Perak Chaf Gimel, chapter 23, Kuf Chaf Aleph, 121, and Kuf Lamed, 130, concluding with the Achenu B'nai Yisrael and a prayer for those that are sick and are in need. And I will begin. Lam Natseach Mizmor Ledavi Yancha Adinoi Biyantara Yisagelcha Shem Eloi Yaakov Yishlach Yezrecha Mikaydesh Mitzion Yizdadecha Yizkor Kol Minchaysecha Volasecha Yadesh Nasala Yitzen Lecha Kilvavecha Bela basusim, banachnu b'shem alino Eloheinu naskir. Ema karu v'nafalu, banachnu kamnu v'nisadan. Adino yeshia ha-melech yaneinu, v'yom kareinu. Perik Chav Gimel, Chapter 23. Mizmor le David, Adonai roi lo esar. Dinos desha yarbiseni, Alme menuchos yinahaleni. Nafshi shayvev yancheni, Bimagle tzedek laman shemo. Gam ki elech begeit salmavet. Lo irara ki ato imadi. Shiv techal nishantecha, heima yinachamuni. Tarach lafanai shulchan, neged sorarai. Dishanta vishemen roshi, tosi revayai. Achto vichesed, yirdifuni koyime chayai. Shabti vivesadinai. Hine lo yanum velo yishan shomer Yisrael. Adinai shem recha adinai tzilcha. Al yad yaminecha. Yom ha-mashemesh lo yakeka. 
Yareyach belayla. Adonai Yishmar Chamikora, Yishmar Es Nafshecha. Adonai Yishmar Tehasachal Vuecha, Miatav Yadayla. Perkuf Lamed, Chapter 130. Shamrim Laboker, Yachel Yisrael Ladinai, Yim Adinai Achesed, Barbei Mokidus, Vuhiv Des Yisrael Mikol Avonosav. I will now recite Amishaberich Lacholim. Amishaberich for those that are sick. I will allow a 30 second pause for those to insert their names. Concluding with Achenu. Mishaber Chavoseinu Avram Yitzchak Yaakov Moshe Varon David Shlomo Yivar Yivarat Esacholim. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you so much, Rabbi Slavater. We look forward to having you back on the program. Please God in the near future. To learn more with and about Rabbi Slavater and in his wonderful community, check out C-O-N-G-B-H-H. It's kongbhh.org for more information. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refua for all those in need of the answer, the tova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.